You are locked on Cougars. Welcome into a Friday edition of the podcast. Rounding out the week here on the podcast, but still a lot to get to. We preview a showdown with Creighton for the Cougars on the basketball side of things. They are headed to Sioux Falls, South Dakota for a neutral site matchup with the Blue Jays. We'll examine that, preview that game. We'll also talk a little bit about a big recruiting weekend for BYU football. Two recruits in particular I want to talk about. Jaden Ott as well as Keontae Scott. We'll talk about both of them and then we'll wrap up the week catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports a man just uh, a horrible horrible season ending loss for the women's volleyball program five match points and unable to get it done we'll examine that ahead on today's show as well today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor on this podcast that is our friends over at NetSuite NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth head to NetSuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses we'll tell you a little bit more about this later on in the podcast. All right, without further ado, though, on a Friday, let's have some fun. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 10th, 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always have a blast talking with you guys and hope you all are doing fantastic on this Friday. Uh, Snowy day here along the Wasatch Front, our first big snowstorm of the year. Uh, And obviously looking forward to that in some ways. We need as much snow as possible. Obviously we're in a mega drought as they are calling it here locally, but nonetheless we're not here to talk about the weather. We're here to talk about BYU sports. Uh, One thing to note before we do that though, please be sure to continue to share this with your family and friends. All I am asking this holiday season is for you guys to share this podcast with three people you know that are Cougar fans. Tell them it's a free podcast. It's daily BYU content content that they can enjoy. It's on their phones, it exists on their digital devices, and they can find it very quickly, very simply, and we will endeavor to make them the smartest BYU fans out there, just like you guys. So thank you for your support, as always. Always love talking with you all, and hope you guys are doing fantastic wherever you might be. Let's start off today's show talking about BYU basketball. The 24th ranked Cougars, they are headed to Sioux Falls, Idaho, uh, not Idaho, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. How did Idaho come from? Wow, that was brutal. I apologize for that. They're headed to the Sanford Pentagon to take on the Creighton Blue Jays tomorrow, 10 a.m. Mountain Time start, 11 o'clock Central Time. So a matinee affair for the Cougars. A big platform, though. Fox Sports 1 will televise this game. I'm looking forward to this one. I think this is going to be an interesting game to see how a BYU holds up against one of the better teams out of the Big East Conference. This is an interesting matchup, I think, simply due to the fact that these two teams have not faced each other very often. I believe there's 11 times. Yeah, 11 times. It'll be the 11th time, excuse me. This will be the 11th matchup all time between the Blue Jays and the Cougars. BYU, funny enough, owns a 7-3 all-time record head-to-head against the Blue Jays. They'll be looking to make it 8-3 tomorrow. Uh, Creighton comes into this game 7-2. They did suffer their second loss earlier this week to number 19, Iowa State. That was actually a home game for Creighton in Omaha, Nebraska. So 
Tough loss for them. The second straight matchup with a ranked team. And I think BYU should be feeling somewhat confident about their abilities as they go into this one. Because you look at the matchup here, and this is not the Creighton team that I would imagine should strike fear in the hearts of BYU fans. But when I say that, it's obviously going to make you think, oh, you're just discounting him, Jake. What are you doing here? It's an 8-1 team versus a 7-2 team. Creighton does have talent. And uh, McDermott, they're, uh, Greg McDermott, their head coach, he's been around for a long time. He's put together a lot of good teams, and I expect they're going to give BYU everything they can handle. Their leading player, uh, speaking of the Blue Jays, is a transfer from the Division II level. And I know you're probably thinking, why in the world would we be talking about this kid? Ryan Hawkins, five years playing at the Division II level, was a two-time all-whatever conference he played in. I don't remember what the name of the conference was. But Hawkins is a forward. He's played all nine games, averaging 30 minutes per game. Leads the Blue Jays with 13.3 points and 6.3 rebounds per game. Their second-leading scorer is a guy whose last name may sound familiar to some of you BYU fans. That is Ryan Nemhard. He's a freshman guard. He's the brother of Gonzaga's standout, Andrew Nemhard. He's the top distributor for Creighton, averaging 4.9 assists per game. He had a double-double, 15 points and 10 assists in his first collegiate game against Arkansas Pine Bluff. So he's got plenty of talent, and obviously with the bloodlines he's got, uh, Andrew Nemhard is probably going to be an NBA player. Ryan Nemhard early on in his college career, off to a really good start. He's averaging 12 points. Seven points, the second leading score, as we mentioned, just a shade under five assists per game. And they also have two other players, speaking of the Blue Jays, who are averaging double digits in points. Ryan Kalkbrenner is their center, averaging 12.2 points per game and 6.1 rebounds. And then Alex O'Connell, uh, the backcourt running mate alongside Ryan Nemhart, he averages 10.9 points, 5.4 rebounds. So this is a team that's very much a, a, a balanced team in terms of their attack. They don't have a dominant score. They don't have a guy who is averaging gaudy gaudy numbers but they do it as a team and this is going to be an interesting matchup because it's a neutral side game be much less travel or shorter travel I should say from Omaha to Sioux Falls BYU traveling from Provo to Sioux Falls but looking forward to this matchup all the same this is a huge huge opportunity for BYU the NCAA tournament committee the net ratings that they use neutral site games against top level competition are actually weighted pretty decently so if BYU can go and get to now 9-1 on the season they're currently 8-1 this would be a huge win for BYU and they would climb back up in the national ranking going into next week. And the funny thing about this is the matchup predictor on ESPN.com actually gives BYU a 74.6% chance of winning. That is much higher than I anticipated it being when I opened up the window to look at it. I'm like, eh, I could see them being like a 55, 60%, 74.6% matchup predictor according to ESPN's basketball power index. They think BYU is a pretty heavy favorite in this matchup. So, I think the good news is for BYU is they've rebounded from that UVU loss well so far. This will yet be another test that BYU is going to find themselves in an absolute battle. And I am still waiting. At some point, a team is going to challenge BYU, is going to go at their front line, especially the young big men that BYU has, Susini Traore, as well as Atiki Ali Atiki, and they're going to force BYU to prove what they can do. It might be Creighton, who's the team that finally pulls it off. Ryan Kalkbrenner is seven foot one, 256 pounds. He is an absolute load in the middle, trying to slow him down like Fuseni Traore, you're giving up over six inches and a good amount of weight. I will actually know Foose wouldn't be giving up that much weight. Foose is probably weighing 240 himself. So maybe weight-wise, he's not giving up that much. He's giving up a lot of height, though. Uh, the thing about this is BYU's got a 
prove that they can rebound as a team once again, take care of the basketball, and avoid scoring droughts. I know those are things we harp on all the time. I harp on in particular when it comes to college hoops, but it's been a hallmark of BYU season to this point. When they have struggled the most, they have struggled to rebound and get the ball back. They've also struggled to score consistently. You can't have four and five minute stretches of not scoring in a game like this against Creighton, or else you might find yourself at a at an insurmountable deficit. So Huge opportunity for the Cougars as they head to the Sanford Pentagon to take on Creighton in this matchup. So funny to me that Sioux Falls, uh, South Dakota, they became kind of a destination for college hoops last year when COVID-19 was shutting down everything and teams were able to travel to kind of the warmer climbs for their mid-season tournaments. Well, suddenly Sioux Falls, South Dakota is like, hey, we'll take you guys. Come on up here and play hoops. I think Utah State played up there last year in in their mid-season event. So a very interesting thing that Sioux Falls South Dakota has suddenly become a destination for college hoops, but nonetheless, a huge opportunity for BYU. Once again, tip-off scheduled for 10 a.m. Mountain Time, so a morning matinee. If you're going to be watching it, you'll be able to watch it on Fox Sports 1, so a huge, huge platform for the Cougars as they look to make it to 9-1 and on the season. I expect that they will win it. I think it's going to be a much closer game than apparently ESPN's BPI thinks it is. I think this is a game BYU, five points, somewhere around there. I think BYU should win it. But at the same time, you are traveling. You're playing on a neutral court. And teams from the Big East, like Creighton, are very very talented, and they obviously will be very motivated going up and nas- going up against a nationally ranked team, the second nationally ranked team in a week that they have faced. They obviously wanted to be bounced back from that loss to Iowa State. So, huge opportunity for the Cougars. Very much looking forward to it, and of course we'll recap whatever happens on the Monday edition of this podcast. Alright, coming up here in just a minute, let's talk some BYU recruiting. A huge weekend ahead for the BYU football program. Two recruits coming to Provo, based on what I am hearing that I think would absolutely be game changers if BYU can secure their commitments. We'll talk about Jaden Knott and Keontae Scott here in just a second. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at On Location. Let's talk for a minute about kicking things up a notch for the big game. We're talking about the grand stage, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles is less than 100 days away and On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once in a lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package to the big game. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with college stars turned NFL legends like Troy Aikman, Marcus Allen, Tim Brown, and more, plus accommodations of five-star LA hotels and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Think about that, guys. It's absolutely incredible. Think about the experience you would have. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's on location exp.com slash sb56 or search super bowl on location that's on location official hospitality partner of the nfl Today's podcast is brought to you in part by our friends over at NetSuite. This is it, my friends, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, I'm doing my Jim Nance voice. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're relying on spreadsheets and outdated financial software to see the full picture you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth as a company with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, 
inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. And the best part is 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. So take action now. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Once again, that's netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Appreciate you guys taking the time every day to join us. It's so much fun to hear from you guys, by the way. It makes my day when you guys reach out to the show, whether it's DMs on Twitter, emails I get from you guys at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com, or just you guys tweeting at Locked On Cougars or at my personal Twitter feed, Jacob C. Hatch. It is so fun to hear your guys' experiences, you guys listening to the podcast, how it affects you guys, what it helps you guys do. Some of you work out with it. Our good friend Rich Hart, who's been helping me lose weight over at Elevate Fitness, listens to it in his hot tub every single morning. I think Amber Roberts is doing the same thing. She is one of our super fans out there. So thank you for your guys' support. It's a special time of year, obviously, with the holiday season here. What are we, 15 days away from Christmas today? Crazy. Just it's flying by. This year has flown by, but you guys mean the world to me. This family we've created, this community we've created here on Locked On Cougars, it is absolutely nuts. Something I always dreamed of doing, and thank you for your support of this venture as always. Now, let's talk a little bit more about family, and speaking of family, BYU football program, what Kalani Sitake has built, and hopefully he's here for the long term. I'm hearing some positive things, and maybe some news will trickle out today in more official channels, but I, I don't know. Let's just put it this way. Yesterday, based on what I heard talking with our hashtag sources out there, some really good news could be on the horizon for BYU fans and Kalani Satake and the BYU football program. Uh, I'm not going to go out and make it uh, make an announcement because I don't know for certain what the circumstances are, but I just got positive vibes sent to me by people I talked to yesterday with regards to the situation involving Kalani Satake. So take that for what it's worth. But there's a huge weekend ahead for the BYU football program because next Wednesday is the early signing period. It's a three-day window that opens up to allow high school athletes, junior college, and transfer portal guys to sign with the new university or school they're going to go to. Usually Wednesday, the first day of that window opening is when all of the action happens. Some will trickle in on a Thursday or a Friday, but very rarely. In this case, Wednesday is the big day, and BYU is hosting a bevy of recruits this weekend. It sounds like, by and large, a lot of their class is already committed, but there are two guys I want to talk about in particular, and Nick Chadwick actually reached out about this, asking about the recruiting weekend ahead. So Nick, you are one of our super fans in your own right. You're always asking questions, unprompted, funny enough, on our Twitter feed, so thank you for your support. But you asked the question, what do you know about Jaden Ott and Keontae Scott? And those are the two guys that I will be looking to see what news trickles out of this recruiting weekend because they are two very high-profile athletes that BYU is hosting official visits for this weekend. Let's start off with Keontae Scott. He is a junior college transfer that will be coming in from Snow College. He's been playing in Ephraim for the past two years, and this is a guy who is one of the top JUCO players, period, in the country. One of the best defensive backs out there. If he were to commit to BYU, he would come in next year and immediately challenge for a starting spot. I am that bullish on his skills 
There's a reason why top-level programs are after him, like Oregon, etc. And the Oregon situation, I think, may change the dynamic for him a little bit. But this is a guy who has had attention from all over the country. The, the big dogs have been on him. He has a connection to BYU due to some current BYU players. I believe one of them among them is Miles Davis, one of the running backs on BYU's roster. So he's got connections to the BYU football program, and he's had the Cougars in his final five that he announced on Twitter a while back. And this is a huge opportunity for BYU because based on what I understand, this will be his final official visit he will take, and BYU gets the last say uh, figuratively as he comes to Provo to check things out. As I said, I am very bullish on Keontae Scott. I think if he were to come in, you could see him and D'Angelo Mandel being BYU's uh, starting uh, cornerbacks next year for the Cougars. He is that good. I, I truly believe that. I and mean, that doesn't, that's nothing against guys like uh, Isaiah Heron, no, but no, nothing against other players on BYU's roster. But you got Conte Scott, six foot, 185 pounds, runs as well as anybody out there. And he would be a guy who would come in as a four star Juco transfer, number four in the nation, according to 24 7 Sports, in terms of the overall rankings for Juco players. He's the number one Juco cornerback. He's He's the number one JUCO prospect in the state of Utah coming out of the junior college ranks. So this would be a huge get for BYU if they can get him. The other player they're welcoming in, I didn't know much about him until I saw he announced he got an offer from BYU and I started looking into it, is Jaden Ott. He is from Norco, California, Norco High School down there. And this is a kid, folks, that if BYU were to land him, we're talking about a huge, huge pickup because he's a four-star running back out of Norco, a former Cal commit, backed off his commitment to the Golden Bears and is looking around. And BYU popped up and apparently he's got family. I was just reading a thing on 24-7 Sports. He's got family in Utah. That is part of his connection to BYU, but he is legit interested in the Cougars. I watched this kid's film, and I got some Tyler Algier vibes. He's not as big as Tyler Algier. He's six foot, 196 pounds, and you figure, okay, you get him into the college ranks, you can bulk him up, and he can play uh, bigger than he currently plays at the high school level, but he's got great size for a high school running back. Six foot, 196 pounds, as I mentioned, out of Norco, California. He is a 90.2 composite or 0.9020 composite on the 24/7 Sports composite rankings. They have him at 91 on 24/7 Sports. He's the number 21 running back in the country. He's a top 300 prospect. This would be one of the best signings, one of the biggest signings in terms of just the recruiting rankings for BYU ever for a running back coming to the Cougars if they are able to land his signature. I am really, really intrigued with his film. What I like about him, and I said I got Tyler Algier vibes from him, it's not just because he's from California. I, I get all that. But when I watch his film, he's got deceptive speed, similar to Tyler Algier. Many of you will have can talk, can relate with me. When you watch Tyler Algier, he is a 5'11", 225, 225 pound bowling ball who will absolutely just batter guys. But when he gets into the open field, suddenly he hits this gear and just takes off and pulls away from players. It's similar to Jaden Ott. I watched his film, and you see him run, and you see him break something, and you're like, okay, maybe that guy's going to catch him. And then all of a sudden, he just like hits a top gear, and he, all of a sudden, he is around the corner, and he's off to the races. And you're like, what just happened here? This would be a huge, huge signing for BYU. I think Jaden Ott would be the heir apparent to Tyler Algier if he were to sign with the Cougars. Now, I don't know what Tyler Algier's plans are. I, I am of the opinion, and, and you guys, feel free to flame away on me. 
I think he needs to go to the NFL this year. He needs to capitalize while his opportunities are at its highest, and I truly believe his stock will never be higher than it is right now. That's my personal opinion. But regardless, I think a guy like Jaden Ott, he's probably looking at the situation thinking, okay, what Tyler Algier has done, I can go in there and do that exact thing at BYU. BYU might be finding themselves a home run back if they can get Jaden Ott's signature beginning in the early signing period next week. So it's a huge, huge weekend for BYU on recruiting. You get Keontae Scott, you get Jaden Ott to sign next week, and BYU, I think uh, their team ranking right now is actually top half of the country. They're number 51. You had a four-star running back and a four-star Juco cornerback, the top cornerback prospect in the Juco market, the number four Juco prospect overall in the country. You're going to see BYU's recruiting ranking just go up and up and up. BYU is picking up some momentum here, folks, in recruiting. And it's a really exciting time if you're a BYU fan. I know that some of you listening to this are not into recruiting. A lot of you probably just kind of throw it off because a lot of times with BYU recruiting, a lot of these guys, you're not going to see them for two, maybe three years because they go on missions for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I can tell you this much. Based on what I understand, Jaden Ott and Keontae Scott, neither of them would be guys that would go on missions because I don't think either of them are members of the LDS faith. But nonetheless, BYU's recruiting efforts... They're taking a nice uptick right now. And Kalani Sitake, if he does indeed remain as the head coach of BYU, when you go 21-3 and over the past two years, there are prospects who say, okay, some good things happening in Provo. I might want to check out that program a little bit closer. And I really think that's what the situation is here with a guy like Jaden Ott. I'm intrigued. I think both of these guys will be huge pickups, and hopefully the committed guys that they have on the official visits with them this weekend can work their magic and convince these guys, hey, come be a part of this. Come be part of what we're building here in Provo. The coaches are going to obviously pitch that to them, but peer-to-peer, these players, when they talk to one another, that's where a lot of the magic happens. So, Hopefully, BYU's committed prospects in the 2022 class can get in the ear of Jaden Ott and also Keontae Scott and really get after them and convince them, hey, this is where you want to be. I think BYU is doing a lot of good things in recruiting right now. And the good news is the momentum, obviously, with the good record over the past two years, 21-3, and three, in addition to the upcoming move to the Big 12, there's a lot of good things happening for BYU recruiting. And BYU... They are starting to really come into their own as a program when it comes to the recruiting recruiting level. And the funny thing is, BYU, they've done a lot with lesser talent, quote-unquote. They've taken a lot of two- and three-star talent and have developed it into essentially four- and five-star talent when it comes to production at the collegiate level. Imagine what they can do with legit four-star, high three-star talent. You develop that. What are you going to do with that? That's the exciting thing for BYU right now. They're starting to really start to build on the two- and three-star talent they've been getting. And obviously, they're still going to rely on a lot of that. But what they have built is going to start yielding better athletes coming to Provo. And that's where things get really, really exciting as a BYU fan who is tracking recruiting and looking at the future of the program. It's a snowball effect. It gets better and better the more success that you have. Keep it rolling. Keep Kalani and Provo and keep the ball rolling. That 
is what you need to do. All right, so a big weekend, and obviously anything that trickles out from the weekend when it comes to that, and all throughout next week, it leading up to National Signing Day, or early signing period, excuse me, we'll have more on that throughout the week next week. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll wrap up today's show, wrap up the week on the podcast with everything else you need to know as a BYU fan, the weekend schedule ahead, uh, just a gut punch loss for the BYU Women's Volleyball Program. We'll get to all of that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Built Bar, Absolutely love this company. I will crow from the rooftops till the cows come home about how great Built Bars are. They are the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had. They're soft and easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate. And this holiday season, folks, they have got everything you could ever want. New flavors just debuted yesterday. I already ordered. I am an unabashed fan. I love eggnog. You guys can disagree on that. My wife, not a fan of eggnog, but when they announced they had an eggnog flavor, guess who hit Built.com and ordered his next two boxes of Built Bars? This guy talking to you right here. And I'm serious. I ordered them. I'm expecting them to show up sometime next week, and I cannot wait to break into those. Right now, you can get to Built.com and place your orders now. Get the best tasting protein bars. Add them as a stocking stuffer. If you're already a convert like I am to Built Bars, put them in your family stocking and get them on board. The best part is you can save some money by going to Built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your order at Built.com. The best part about it, when you're supporting Built Bar, you're supporting BYU football in the process. They have a name, image, and likeness agreement with all BYU football players. They actually gave a bunch of Jordan's out, a Christmas present to the BYU football program earlier this week. The only way they can do that is through your support of our friends at Built Bar. So once again, promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Get enjoying the best tasting protein bars in the world and support BYU football by supporting our friends at Built Bar. One final time out on today's show to talk about our friends over at All Guard Pest Control. Absolutely love this company. And folks, this is the time of year that you still need pest control services. When the weather gets cold, you and your family obviously like to go inside. You like to be indoors where it's warm. Well, guess what? Pests are the exact same way. Mice, spiders, ants, whatever it might be, they're trying to get where it's warm. And guess where they go? Right inside your house. If you have pest control issues or if you want to avoid any pest control issues this winter, trust our friends at All Guard pest control to come out and take care of your home. They are a great company, a local company, and a company that I trust because they've taken care of my home for three years now. Seth Baird is the owner, and he does an absolutely incredible job making sure that his customers have everything they need to know about the situation they find themselves in, but at the same time, taking care of the problem so that it never comes back. may not be the best for his bottom line if he doesn't need to come back and retreat your home, but it's the mark of a great company that they take care of the problem the first time the right way, and that way you're not having to have them come back out multiple times. If you need pest control services, do not hesitate to call All Guard. They offer both residential and commercial pest control services. They've got the manpower, the know-how, and just the overall expertise to get the job done. Trust me, they've done it for me. They can do it for you. Their phone number, 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. Or you can go onto their website, allguardpestcontrols.com. That's allguardpestcontrols with an S.com. Or once again, give them that phone call, 801-851-1812. Tell them that Jay Catch and Locked On Cougar sent you when you give them that call. 
Before we wrap up the week here on the podcast, let's catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan. Let's start off with just an absolute gut punch loss for the BYU women's volleyball program. They forced it to five sets against six-seed Purdue yesterday in Pittsburgh. The Cougars with the number 11 seed were absolutely rolling, it felt like. They were up 14-10 to in the final set. They were at match point. They had four straight match points, and then they yacked it up, allowed Purdue to rest because BYU just could not slam the door shut on the Boilermakers. They had another uh, set point, or actually not a set point, a match point later on in the rally, but not able to get the job done, and they fall in five sets. That is going to be a loss I think that BYU is going to just think about for a long time. They should have had this one in the bag. You have four straight match points, and you cannot finish the job. Oh my gosh, just brutal. They uh, lose it 12-25, 25-16, 25-21, 13-25, 16-18 in the Sweet 16. The season is over for the BYU Women's Volleyball Program. Uh, the Boilermaker, Boilermakers excuse me, out uh, hit BYU 62-51 in terms of kills overall. They had a 275 hitting percentage. Purdue had 15 blocks and held BYU to a 151 hitting clip. So BYU battled, but uh, what a brutal brutal loss for BYU and ends the season for the Cougars. That is a, that's a, like a loss that is going to stick with Heather, Heather Olmstead probably all offseason long. She is going to think about that, think about the opportunity BYU had. They were on the doorstep of the Elite Eight. This was a team I believe in. I thought they were underseeded in this tournament, but it only goes to show that you have to get the job done when given the opportunity, and it's unfortunate because athletes like Taylor Ballard-Nixon, also Kenzie Korber, their eligibility is up, so it'll be a little bit of a rebuilding job for BYU Women's Volleyball, but a tough, tough loss in the Sweet 16. But congratulations all the same on a solid season. Comes to an end a little bit premature, but nonetheless, just a tough, tough way to see things play out. But they'll be back. This is BYU Women's Volleyball. I've got no doubt that they are going to continue to absolutely get after it, and we'll be looking forward to seeing how they do coming up next fall as they get back on the court there in the Smith Fieldhouse. The good news is, here in just about three, four weeks, you're going to have BYU Men's Volleyball back in action. So volleyball action in the Smith Fieldhouse all winter long, all spring long. Stay tuned for that. Now, other things happening this weekend in BYU sports. Uh, BYU Men's Women's Track and Field continue to host their first invitational at the indoor uh, facility over there at the Smith Fieldhouse. BYU Invitational 1, as they're calling it, continues on today beginning at 11 a.m. Uh, you can go watch the Cougars and other local teams in action. BYU Women's Basketball, the 16th ranked Cougars are in Norman, Oklahoma tonight to take on the Sooners. It is at 6 o'clock Central Time, 5 o'clock Mountain Time. The only way to watch this, by the way, this is pretty lame. You have to watch it on Sooner Sports TV. It is a streaming service that Oklahoma has. BYU TV gives everything for free, folks. Sooner Sports TV to watch this one game. You can subscribe for as low as $9.99. Boo! Put it on the air. Put it uh, Put it on ESPN+. Plus. You're going to charge people 10 bucks to watch one game? Really? Come on now. So... We'll recap this. I'm not going to watch it. I'll read about it because I'm not paying 10 bucks. I, I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money. If you guys want to spend the money, go right on ahead. BYU women's basketball is well worth the price of admission. I'm just not willing to pay it to Oklahoma to watch the Cougars. I can when I can watch them at home on BYU TV in beautiful HD and watch it for free. But 
as I said, your methods may vary. And then also BYU men's basketball, as we already chronicled earlier today, 10 a.m. Mountain Time, 11 o'clock Central Time at the Sanford Pentagon in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. On FS1, Gregor Bell and Mark Durant will be on the call on BYU Radio as well. And tomorrow marks a week away from the bowl game, the Independence Bowl, Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. I'm just calling it the Independence Bowl. Nonetheless, throughout the week next week, we'll get you ready for that game. We'll talk a lot of BYU football, early signing period, a busy week ahead, and a big thank you for joining us all week long on this week's editions of Locked on Cougars. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day. Now get over to Locked on Big 12 and get caught up on everything else going on in the Big 12 Conference. Josh Neighbors, the host over there, does a great job getting you apprised of everything going on in the Big 12 in 30 minutes or less. It is free and available on all podcasting platforms, just like this one, and that'll round out today's show. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, excuse me. Search out Locked On Cougars. I'm at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter as well, and as always, the email address for this show is LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Have a great weekend. Hopefully, we'll be chronicling wins in both men's and women's basketball, obviously getting ready for the bowl game. A busy week ahead, so stay with us. We'll be back with you guys on Monday. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 10th, 2021, and we will talk to you guys then.